Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? I hope you're doing well. Let me push my buttons here. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour, and I think we've got a great show lined up for you tonight. I got a little misstep on the uh, on the beginning uh, intro logo. It happens. It happens. But anyhow, um, Kim Dennis is. I mean, Kim Dennis is with us, and I heard her on another show, and she was terrific. You know, uh, we 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 do a lot of psychics on the show, and they're all very good. They're all very good. But Kim. Um, We'll give you a little bit more insight about what happens to your loved ones after they pass. And that's what she does. She talks with people and, and helps them to relax in their own life. Because it can affect, you know, if you're worried about your loved one after they pass, it, it can affect the life you're living right now, you know. So that's what she does. And she's been doing it for years and she's very good at it. So she's going to be on in a couple minutes. It's going to be a phone, just FYI. It's going to be a phone-in interview. So I'm going to run graphics up here. Mostly, you know, so you can see what she looks like. And she's got a nice book out about it and all that good stuff. If you're watching from Facebook, uh, please hit that follow button. If you're watching from YouTube, there's a little ghost in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and uh, that'll subscribe you to our videos. And we have more than 450 videos over there. And there's a little bit of something for everybody because we don't always focus on the paranormal here. Okay, we focus on other topics as well. I'm a journalist by trade, so it, I like to kind of change it up a lot. I hate things hanging on me. That's why I'm moving like this. Um, but, uh, yeah, and if you're watching, you know, if you watch here, YouTube, you know, the main thing is, is that if you're, if you're watching from YouTube, go ahead and click on that subscribe button, okay? Because, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff over there. Like I said, probably something you'll like. Maybe not. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Anyway, I want to thank you all for coming tonight, and I'm going to give her a call in, in a minute here. Rules are, if you have comments, go ahead and comment. Make sure it's, it stays on the up and up. I will not tolerate anything negative. All right, I won't tolerate trolls. So, uh, yeah, and I may not get to your comment right away as my I do not have a producer here tonight, so I'm the only one doing this. So I'm the one that's going to be reading your comments and stuff. But it shouldn't be that hard because, like I said, it is a phone interview, so I won't be on camera that much. You won't have to look at me that much tonight, okay? But I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means... We can get to you no matter where you're at in the state of California, okay? We're in almost every county, and uh, we're a very good team. And I'm, I'm not saying that just to say that. I'm just saying that because we've been doing this for almost 25 years, and so we know our stuff. So uh, if, you're, if, if you want a real ghost investigation or not a bunch of kids coming out or something, get a hold of me, and you can find us. You can find me on Facebook through my name. You can look up California Haunts, get, get us on Facebook, or even go to the radio website at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Okay, that's another good way to find us. All right, I'm going to call Kim right now and get this show on the road. So here we go. Dialing. You know, I always say this. Every time I do this, I want dialing music. All right. She's waiting for us. There we go. Hello, Kim speaking. Hi, this is Charlotte with California Haunts Radio. Hi, Charlotte. How are you? Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's good to hear you. Very well. 
tell me about you. I've got a, I've got a nice crowd that came in to watch the show tonight, and they, they want to know all about you. Do they? Well, I am a medium, which most people, I guess, know what that is. I channel with loved ones who are crossed over, and I also give you insight into your life as well, too. And a lot of people come because their life isn't moving in the direction that they would like it to. So I help them with that as well, too. And a lot of people have questions about spirituality, like I said, how to make a life better for yourself, about, and then general questions like, um, you know, what is your spirit guide? Are there angels? Uh, when do I know that they're around? When do I know that my loved ones are close by? You know, um, so, yeah, so I can answer a, a whole range, a whole range of questions. But most people come because I'm able to uh, connect them with their loved ones who are crossed over, which really, really helps with grief, right? It really helps. It just, you know, obviously can't bring anybody back. But I kind of narrow that gap. And I always say I kind of bring heaven down to earth, you mm -hmm. know, so it, 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 you can sort of feel them around and sort of get a natural sense of building a different sort of connection with your loved ones once they cross over. Because I don't think you really die. I think we just change forms. We do. And just because you can't see something doesn't mean that they're not there. And I kind of, you know, a lot of people kind of missed a little, messages are subtle. Even, you know, you can pick up on your loved ones um, yourself, right? But lots of times we miss those little signs and signals that they're giving us. You know, they don't come in the form of a, you know, a large church choir or whatever. Messages are subtle. Mm -hmm. Um so I kind of help them. I kind of help them with that as well, too. And it just kind of lessens the grief or, or, you know, the loss a little bit. They don't feel quite as well. When you see the loved ones or, or, or contact the loved ones, do you see them uh, in a physical form or, or, do you, or do you see it? Or how, well, how do you see them, actually? So for the most part, I see them, feel them, and, and hear them. But for the most part, I'd say for a term clear audience, I hear them. So everything is vibrational, right? Everything's a vibe. So I just tap into a higher vibration, kind of like the way animals do, I think, a little bit as well, too. But I do see them, and I do feel them very much as well, too. But to answer your question, when I do when I do, do get a sense of them, they always come in a form that you're going to recognize. Okay. Right? Okay. So are they in physical form? Absolutely not. But they might describe how they, what they look like, um, you know, how old they were, stuff like that. So, or they were a baby, or they came and went really quick. That way, you know, you know that um, that it is, that it's them. But, you know, obviously they're not in physical form anymore, but they always come in the form that you're going to recognize. Do they remember? Yeah, but for the most part, right. I type in, oh, sorry, I oh, tap no. into a higher vibration, and they, they, they talk to me. So the medium is the person in the middle, right? Right, so, right. Yeah, and I do my best to interpret what they're what they're trying to what they're trying to tell me. Right. Now, when people see apparitions here on Earth, do are, are they able to remember what what they look like? You know, because obviously they're obviously they're coming back, right? You mean when I get a visit from like your grandmother or something? Well, yeah. Or, or, or if I get a, or if I get a visit from my grandmother and I can see her full body. Yeah, you do. Like that is yeah, and she may look transparent or whatever. She's not in physical form, mm -hmm. right? So apparition or whatever. She's coming in a form that you're going to recognize. Like the soul, the soul really does not have a form, but it always does feel like it's young, like you're in the prime of your life, like you're in your 20s. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and to back that up, you know, that's why as a person gets older, they always say, oh, you know, I feel like the same young person on the inside. Yeah, that's the real you. That's your soul. You'd never hear a 20-year-old saying that, right? Because it feels the same. But as you get older, it almost feels like what it is, like you're occupying a space. Yes, and and the whole purpose of coming here is to learn. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not a new concept, right? Right. You know, it's like Earth is a big school. We're all taking different classes. We're all learning different lessons, 
right? There are no mistakes in life, only lessons, but lessons are repeated till you get them. Mm-hmm. Some people are slow learners, and learning never ends. Once you get one, another one's going to come. And that said, when you've come here to learn and, and learned everything that your soul can this time around, you're called home. That's when you go back to where we came from. And that's why it's different for everybody, and we don't all pass at the same age. Okay. Why, you know, babies or young people only need a certain amount of time here, I don't know. I don't know why some people are, are in nursing homes at 97, like, so ready to go. Mm-hmm. You know, but it all comes down to, I think, at the end of the day, what our soul comes here to learn. And once you've learned everything this time around, you know, you, you go back to where you came from. And when you do cross over, you reconnect with everybody who came before you. Your loved ones, the obvious ones, you know, the parents or grandparents or whatever, and the not-so-obvious ones as well. Too, maybe you had a great teacher, you know, coach, neighbor, you know, friends for sure. Yeah, so they're not that, um, yeah, they're not that, they're not that far away. But the soul always feels young. But they're going to come in a form that you recognize. Otherwise, you wouldn't really know. Right. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. The other question I have. Old question, people aren't old. Okay. Oh, okay. Babies aren't babies. Okay. The other question I have along that line is, who comes for you? I mean, you know, you, 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 I, mean, I was with my mom right up to the very end of my dad, and I noticed that he kept looking in the corner of the room like someone was over there. And yes. Yeah. So what happens is, sure. So, um, you know, if you pass, if you pass quickly, like a car accident or a, or a heart attack, you don't think about it here or there. But when you're passing slowly, the veil between this world and that world starts to thin out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of us, most and most of the time, there's no 100%, most of the time, our mothers come for us, right? They do. And it makes sense to me. They bring us into this world. Mm-hmm. They come and help us out, right? And plus, if your mom comes and puts her hand out and comes for you, you know you can go with her. You're only going to go to a good place. That said, when you're passing slowly, like cancer or anything slowly, the veil between, between this world and that world starts to thin out. So lots of times you'll see them reaching or looking or, and you can even tell that they're looking past you Mm -hmm. or maybe seeing something that you're not, or they may have conversation or even if they're more, even, um, they may even say, you know, I've been seeing my grandma sitting over in that chair for the last few days or whatever, you know, because most of us believe this isn't it. I want to say, you know, whether you believe in what I do or you're religious or not, whatever, most people believe this isn't it, that we go somewhere else. But when you're, so when you've passed quickly, you don't have to think about it, but when you're passing slowly, that's why it starts to turn out. You start maybe seeing, hearing music. You might start seeing loved ones who went before. You see Jesus, whatever, angels, whatever. But it's, and your memory starts to come back, mm-hmm. you know, and it makes it easier if you're like, okay, all right, there is some place to go, you know. So, because, you know, if your bag's packed and ready to go, it just makes it easier to cross over. So, absolutely, if your dad was looking off from the corner and it felt like he was making, a, uh, seeing something, you weren't, he was. You know, the, the opposite, too. You know what? Kids three and under see them all the time. They're so fresh from the other side. Whereas your dad's, like, getting ready to go back. Right. Right? Kids three and under see them all the time. They don't know they're not supposed to see those people. You know, and you, and if you get an early talker for in a child, they can blurt something out. Mm-hmm. You know, that they, very matter of fact, not scared. You know, they're sort of the best indicators of what it's like on the other side. And I, I think, I don't know for sure, but I think it's because they're still fresh from the other side. Somewhere around four, when they become more aware, it tends to, it tends to fade. But toddlers will point or wave or, or be drawn to a picture of somebody who's been gone and they seem to know who they are. Yeah, so so sort of the same thing. They're just coming in and when somebody's slowly going over to the other side. And I think it's a comfort thing. Your dad probably didn't seem scared, right? 
No, he was real calm about it. I mean, you know, he... Yeah, um, he was real calm. Yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah, it was just real calm because that's that's how heaven feels and that's how it feels and it just it just helps to let go and go to where you need to go. Now, I know my mother... I think everybody goes exactly when they're supposed to. It doesn't mean it's the right time for you right. to lose people. Right, right. But if they had to go, we want it to be right for them. And this is where I kind of help people sort out their feelings. It's like, well, you know, I, I want him to, you know, I, I, I feel bad because I, I, I want him to be, you know, not struggling anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's okay. Everybody goes when they're supposed to. And if they had to go, if you when they went, you want it to be right for them. But it doesn't mean it's the right time for you to lose these people. And you can have both of those feelings. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's all about is healing and grief and any sort of healing is sorting out your feelings. And I, I do help people with that because they wrestle with, you know, trying to be at peace where they were, but it doesn't, but it doesn't mean that you're, you're okay with losing them. Right. Right. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I remember um, somebody told me I was taking care of my mother one night and, you know, I was out working and they heard my mother yell out, I'm not ready. Leave me alone. So this was after your mom crossed over, is that what you're asking? No, this is before she crossed over. Oh, before. About a month okay. before, well, yeah, she heard her yell out, I'm not ready yet, leave me alone. Yeah, well, yeah, well, you know what, whether, like, you, there's your personality as a person. I, she was probably making a connection. She could see that. I don't know, she was probably spicy. <laughs> uh, spicy, but you know what? But, yeah. but at the end of the day, you're, I just, this is just my belief. As a, uh, for, this is just my belief. Like, you're conceived. Mm -hmm. born, everything in divine order conceived, born, and crossed over exactly when it's right for your soul. Is it right for you as your personality or whatever? No. No mom at 32 wants to, you know, pass away from something right. and leave her kids behind. Right. But you know what? But spiritually i just believe that that's that's what she came here to came here to do sure you know the same thing like she had learned everything that she came to do this this time around and i don't think anybody's on their last life either you know right i think there's many lives behind us and i think there's many lives still in front of us you know and i think some people have had more lives than others hence the sort of the term old soul right now, a lot of people think their child's an old soul, and I'm like, yeah, maybe, but you just, you don't know that yet. Just see what, what they do with their life. And I don't want to, I want to say nobody's any less, but some people have had more lives. And the easiest way to pick out an old soul in the everyday world, old souls are just naturally drawn to the service of others. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. So there are the teachers and the nurses and the social workers and the people who work with animals and the firefighters. Now, we need all kinds of people in the world, don't get me wrong, but they're the old souls. You know, because everything you make others feel just recycles back to you. That's all karma is, right? Mm -hmm. You put out good, you get best. You know, nurses and teachers may feel overworked and underpaid, but they never feel empty, right? Right, right. Right. So that's an old soul. So if you get into the business of, of if your work, you're naturally drawn to the service of others because you instinctively know that's how you're going to make a good life for yourself. Anything where you're helping people or animals all day. And like I said, we need all kinds of people in the world, but that. That's an old. That's an old soul. Fascinating. Now, have, yeah, and sometimes you do get a little sense. I don't do much on past lives because you can't really validate it. But right. you know, I believe I believe they're there, and I think some. I think sometimes you do get sort of a sense of something that you're drawn to in this life, but doesn't really fit your life. You're like, I have no idea, but I'm drawn to this place or this, you know, country or this babble or mm -hmm. this, you know, scenario, or I'm crazy about steam trains. I have no idea why, you know, there's right. something, there's some connection. Yeah. Probably to another life. Probably. Now a question I have too, is if somebody dies by themselves, you know, dies alone, what is that like? Is it the same process where, 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 the, where the relatives will come for them and it's just a calming thing when they go? 
You mean as opposed to like if they had family in the room with them? Right. Oh yeah. No, I don't think that makes a difference. Okay. Okay. No, I don't. No, I don't think. I don't think that. That's like on a spiritual level, I don't think so. You know, whether you know you're there with your mom or your dad or you're not, I think the same people are going to come from them for them, and I, they're going to connect with the same people, the same people on the other side. Okay. You know, it's funny. I had a client ask me about that today. You know, sometimes you know the people people pass the way they want to. It may not. Maybe if your if your dad passed, I don't know if he was, but if he was alone, he said, "Gee, I wanted to be there or whatever." Sometimes it's hard to, for them to leave with their loved ones there. It's hard for them to leave. They love them so much. Right. So sometimes you know you can be with them sort of on and on, and you step out for a brief moment, and you come back, and you know, mom's crossed over. You know, don't. A lot of people are hard on themselves. Oh, I missed it. I shouldn't have left or whatever. Mm-mm, they waited for you to go. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you did, they slipped out. It was easier for them. Oh, that's interesting too. So, no about guilt, that. especially a lot of people do that. You know, if you've been with your loved one or whatever, and, right. and that happens, they went on their own terms. And sometimes it's the opposite. You know, you think everybody's there and you think, I don't know what they're waiting for. You know, they should go. Mm-hmm. You know, then somebody you don't expect walks in the door and they're like, mm, and then they slip out. Interesting. And I think in that place too, they kind of have in, in and out of like in out of body experiences. Somebody who may seem like they're sedated or in a coma or whatever. So it may seem like they don't know what you're saying to them, but mm-hmm. I believe that they do. And I give lots of readings where I'm like, this is what you said and da da da, and you did this or whatever. So they're they're more aware, and that's how that they kind of slip in and out of an autobody experience. So they're either going to come through and recover, or they're not, and they're going to slip slip back home to where their where their loved ones are. They so never worry about anybody who's crossed over ever. Okay. You had enough to do with grief if you're missing somebody, so process that. And you really need to take the time to process that. And that's where I try to help people with that, expedite that, and let them know, you know, give them proof, you know, that their loved ones are, are healthy, can't take your illness with you. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's mental health, some people are like, for sure, like, you want to know, you know, physically they get because you don't have your body, you know, but what about mental health? All that stuff gets healed. That's just my experience when they cross over. So. Even if they take their own life or whatever, I think it's always your choice to leave. You know, just suicide just seems like more of a choice. And I'm not discrediting that it's, mm-hmm. you know, that it's an awful thing. But I think at the end of the day, we all voluntarily come into this world. We all voluntarily leave. Now, when you, you now, now, when you say you don't take your bad health with you, because my mother always told me that you go to the, like, like, like when you die, you end up going back to the time that you were the healthiest. Well, it's a kind of, yeah, that's, I mean, there's lots of ways to say it. Yeah, you're like, you're in the prime of your life, like in your 20s. Okay. Like I said, that's why as a person gets older, you always say, oh, you know, I still feel like the same young person on the other right, side. Right, right. You know, you're wiser, you've had more life experience, but at the end of the day, you still feel like that same young person. Mm-hmm. That's what the soul always feels like. It does not get old. It always feels like you're in your 20s, the prime of your life. That's why I say, you never hear a 20-year-old say, oh, I feel like the same young person on the other side, because that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, it literally starts to feel like two things, which it is, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. it is. So that's why, like, like often I will, when I do a reading, I'll see them how they crossed over, but they may also show me if they were quite elderly or they were, you know, couldn't move very well or wheelchair or whatever that, um, that they're not like that anymore. You know, there's like the young guy, you know, combing his hair back and rocking around the block or something and they get a flash of that, so. Mm-hmm. Just to reassure their loved ones—that's what it is. It's just to reassure their loved ones here, you know, that they're that they're not sick or anything. But your mom's right. There's lots of ways to say the same thing, right? Right. Yeah, because like you're, yeah, nothing hurts. Everything moves. 
And you're at peace. Yeah, you're just completely at peace. You know, I and I can validate that because I had out-of-body experiences almost every night for 10 years. They started when I was 13. Wow. And I had them almost every night until I was until I was 23. <clears throat> and most of the time, I didn't go anywhere. I just went around my room. Um, sometimes I went about my house. But really, I have lots of them. And honestly, most of the time, it was just me looking at myself laying on the bed or on the couch. And I was never frightened. I never thought I was going to die. It's, uh, it's odd when I think back because I was quite young. Um, but a couple times I did go to a, a higher place, which had to be, I don't know, heaven, I guess. Mm-hmm. It had to be. And I'm like, it's unlike anything amazing I've ever felt. So you never, and I'm sure I went there so I could actually say through experience that you never worry about where your loved ones are. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's such a sense of peace and calm and unconditional love and harmony. I could always hear water. It was like a that bar or something. I hear babbling brook, but never saw any water. And I was like, you don't. And nobody there was ill. You know, um, nobody was sick. And I saw my grandparents there, my dad's parents. Um, and they were they were lovely people, uh, really good grandparents, but they were in nursing homes for the last two years of their life. And mm-hmm. when I saw them, they looked like my elderly grandparents, but they weren't sick anymore. And I thought, you know what, you don't and I saw oh, and I saw colors there that don't exist here. Really? I can't recall them, but I know I saw them and I know the feeling of seeing them. It's really odd. And I can almost go right to that place, and then they cut me off. But I can't. I can't recall them. So, um, so I just you don't. We survive this, and you don't ever worry about anybody who's crossed over. So you got enough of the grief, but don't worry about where they are. Well, that's a question that just came out of the chat room. Was um, one of our callers asked about somebody that might die from an accidental overdose? Do, do they cross over the same as, as as other people? I mean, you know, being useful. They do. Other? I think, yeah, I think, um, I think how I think you cross exactly when you're supposed to, whether it's suicide, whether it's accidental overdose, okay. whether okay. it's cancer, whatever. It does. It's not. It, it is important here to the living here how that happens. But at the end of the day, I think I do believe you can't go before your time. We all go in a different way. You know, we do. But I think at the end of the day, yes, that they do cross over exactly when they're supposed to. But I always say it doesn't mean they're usually young people when they're overdoses, Mm -hmm. right? But it doesn't mean it was the right time for you to lose them. But if there's any comfort in knowing that they weren't taken before their time. You know, we all come here to learn, right, Right. for different amounts of time. And, and, you know, I don't know why he needed only a short amount of time, but that's all he needed this time around. But he wasn't taken before his time. Okay. Okay. That's what I. That's what I believe. I just think everything happens the way it's supposed to. Absolutely. You know, I don't think there's coincidences or luck. You know, everything happens for a reason. You might not always know what the reason is. I get that, mm-hmm. but everything does happen for a reason. In the work that you do, and I, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to downplay anything, but I mean, you're in contact with people that that have lost loved ones, and how do you? Get, keep your energy going for that because I, I mean you know when you get around people like that it, it can be a drain not for, uh, no i don't i don't know i get energized through okay. being able to help them. okay okay so i mean it's being able to it's like being able to to you know i you know not 100 percent, but almost everybody who leaves me feels right. better right right so if i'm able to you know, alleviate their grief, make them feel a little better, you know, tell them something that mm-hmm. I have no business knowing, mm-hmm. you know, to let them know their loved ones around. Oh, I feel, I feel euphoric. That does not, I feel their energy when they come in, but I don't have to take it on. Right. 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 And you do, everybody has a choice that way, but I see what you're saying. Right. The only time I get drained is if I do too much, just like anything else. Sure. But no, this, this adds to my life where I, I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to do it. 
Yeah. Like I said, it's like it's it's in the business of helping others. You know, nurses and teachers may feel overworked and underpaid, but they don't feel empty, right? Right. Right. right so right. it can be, you know, and it can be sometimes if it touch, touches close to my home, you know, to my own experience or whatever. It can be a little bit, but for the most part, no. It it makes me it makes me feel great. It energizes me. It makes me feel fantastic. What's it like when a client you know, contacts you? Are, are are you able to connect with them over the phone? And then and then they yeah, they come no, in or how does that work? I do phone readings. I'm in Canada, okay. Calgary, Canada. So I um you know certainly can't get to everybody and everybody can't get to me. Right. So oh, I've been doing I've been doing radio for a long time and I had a TV show actually a number of years ago here in Canada. But um no, any the reason they think oh well how can you do it over the phone because I'm not actually reading you. I'm channeling the information for mm-hmm. you. So I don't have, I'm not reading your body or anything like that. I'm, I'm channeling a loved one or channeling the information mm-hmm. or, or the, the guidance that you need. So I don't actually have to have the person in front of me. So I just have to sort of sit and listen. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Who's like Marge or something or Marie or something? I don't know. That's your mom or something. My like mom's that. Margaret. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's your mom, is that right? Yeah. yeah. And I kind of feel her mom with her as well, too. Wow. See the, the, Yeah, I don't know. One of them was quite elderly. That might have been your grandmother, actually. Yeah, they all come around when oh, I do my yeah. show. What's that? <laughs> they all like to come around when I, when I do the show. Do they? Yeah, and there's a young man with them as well, too. So I don't know if your mom lost a brother or something. That might be my brother. Your brother. Okay, brother coming through. Okay, I just, just they're just talking to me. Oh, this is okay. Yeah. Um, but I just feel, I just feel the two of them together. Your brother looks on the younger side. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if he was a young adult, like a young, not a baby, but a young adult when he passed. Oh, that could be my cousin. Yeah, and that could be my cousin then. That? Yeah. Might be my cousin. Or my, yeah, it's either my brother went back to when he was young or it's my cousin. Because my cousin was yeah, uh, 22. Yeah. And just feels like, okay. Yeah. 22 years old just feels like passed quickly. Might both be here. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Did yeah, somebody have an accident? Yeah, my cousin did. Your cousin did, yes. Okay. So it wasn't an accident. It was. It was. I thought it was your mom's brother. It's your brother. Okay, and your cousin who had that. My cousin had. Oh, my my cousin going fast and being careless. Oh, it was. It was a suicide. But anyways, yeah. yeah um. Anyways, I just yeah. I just kind of they just kind of popped in. Anybody? Yeah. Ray, Raymond, Roy, Ray. I don't know anybody with Raymond and Roy. Could be distant but, relative. I don't know. But anyways, yes. I just kind of picked up on your mom. It feels like your brother, and it feels like your cousin. Yeah. Oh, and your grandma too. And my like grandma. Oh yeah. Died. They like to come around when well, I do the it's show. Inter- it's a grandma that was really quite elderly. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Sometimes my dad comes around too when I do these shows, so it's kind of cool. They, they kind of like to watch over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. You know what? What you don't. I don't want to talk myself out of a job, but you know what? You you can pick up on your loved ones, right? Right. You can, and it's going to happen. You're going to be more aware of their presence when you're alone and quiet with yourself, right? That's how you get insight into yourself as well, too. It's when you're alone with yourself. When you're, you know, if you still, if you're going for a walk, if you're driving, you're kind of in the kitchen, anything where you're kind of alone with yourself, and all of a sudden, if you get, the most common way our loved ones let us know that they're there is a reoccurring thought. Too, why am I thinking about my mom all morning? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or or you know, or you get a, a flash of some memory, <clears throat> obviously from the past, what some memories are. And you mm-hmm. think, gee, where did that come from? Look who it's attached to. If it's your dad, your mom, your grandma, whatever. It's that them giving you a nudge and saying, letting you know that they're there. Yeah, absolutely. And and sometimes there's some mess. There's signs that are more specific. You know, my dad does this. I'll be thinking about him. I'll start the car, and there's Johnny Cash, right? 
So yeah, so so anything that makes you stop and have a little moment, you're like, oh, that makes me like my brother, or my mom, or that's them. Stay right there in the moment, because it's so easy to talk yourself out of what just happened. Right, right. It, yeah, we do. You're like you know, you want to stop thinking. We should just stop thinking. Well, I shouldn't think altogether, but thinking's so overrated. But if you are, because like I said, it's not tangible, and it's easy to go, oh, you know. You know, that was just, I don't know, whatever, and talk yourself out of it. So don't do that. If it makes you stop and have that moment with them, it's them. Right. So when yeah. you, so, so, so. carry energy, right? That's why we tell people to pray. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Put, yeah, they do. Even, and <laughs> vice, vice versa, you know, it is, you know. You know how you can be like thinking of a friend all morning and then she calls you at lunch? Right, right. Right. And you think, oh, that's crazy. I've been thinking about you all morning and now you called. Yeah. All morning she's been saying, got to phone Charlotte at lunch. Got to phone Charlotte <laughs> at lunch. And every time she does that, you get a ping, ping, ping. And then she finally gets to her lunch hour and she picks up her phone and calls you. And you're like, oh, that's crazy. No, oh, not really. So yeah, everything's connected. Absolutely. Makes sense, right? Did you say yeah. the name? Okay, never mind. No, I'm not going to worry about that. I'll, I'll email you afterwards. I have a question about a name you came up with. But I'll I'll, I'll okay. email afterwards because it's something else. Yeah, you can yeah you can call me or message. Okay, okay, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. when 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 a client comes to you and obviously they're they're despondent because they've lost someone, you know what what's the first steps you take to kind of calm that down, you know to to get them into a place where I just kind of jump right in like that. I'm like, okay, oh, I sit down. I just sort of give them my little. I'm like, just tell me if they're asking anything you want, you know. And I'm like, okay. And lots of lots of times if if they're my first reading of the day, right. Had a, a space in between readings or whatever. I was thinking of when I might start picking up somebody. I'm like, I don't know anything else, but your dad's gone. They're like, Yeah. I'm like, Bob. Yep. I'm like, Okay. And we'll see when we just kind of go from there, and it just kind of gets their attention. I just jump right in. You know? Yeah. They're just like ready to just ready to go. Okay. So and and people come knowing that I do do that. Mm -hmm. Um, that I do channel people who are crossed over. So yeah, I catch them off guard sometimes, but it's a good catching them off guard. So yes. And you know, once they realize that that they can make contact with them, and obviously it'll make them happy. But I mean, like you were just talking about different signs to look for. Um, is it a case where they that they just were closed off to you know with their grief that that they that they didn't see the signs? Sometimes yes, or they don't realize that it is a sign because messages mm -hmm. like signs are subtle, right? Right. Sometimes, <clears throat> pardon me, you get one that's like right in your face. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, sometimes I'll say, well, you know, it seems like you're getting a lot of memories, flashbacks to Christmas. They're like, I am. When I was a kid, I'm like, that's your mom. Really? I was wondering that. And I'm like, yeah. It's just like, oh, you know, or, or um, you know, I'll say, you know what, you're this, this, or, you know, every time you go for a walk, you know, or you saw, you know, dragonflies or something. It's like, yeah, right. one landed on me. I'm like, yeah, that's your daughter that passed away, you know, letting you know that they're, oh, I was wondering about that, you know. So, because people, people more don't want to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. They don't want to, like, they get their, they don't want to get their hopes up. That keeps them in the way of, that gets in the way of them manifesting anything that's true. Right. So, that's why I try to say, look, if you're, if you're having a moment and there's something that makes you think of a loved one, it's them. Just stay, just stay right in that, just stay right in that moment. And can people actually, like, you know, talk with them? You know, it's, it's like you're just sitting down. And you realize there's a moment there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, and you can almost like have it. You can almost feel, feel. Yeah, you can. You can feel like there's. You might get a thought in your head or, or something like that. But you feel like you are that you are connecting with them. 
or they're sitting beside you or you feel like they're hugging you or you get a smell or, you know, you, um, you know, you're, you're thinking of something and their name pops up or I don't know, there's so many different things that can be unique. You know, there's common ones like reoccurring thought and memories and stuff like that. You know, but really anything, you know, it's kind of anything that makes you stop and think because everybody's unique, right? Right. You know, you know, um, you know, my grandmother, I had a grandmother who was English, right? She was from England. And sometimes I'll get a smell of lavender, right? And I'm like, I don't have to do the work. I know it's her. You know, it's just like, it just takes me back to when I'm a kid and all the bath powder and stuff, you know, so, you know, I don't have to do the work. It's right there. And that's part of it. You don't have to go, gee, what's that? It's like, it just takes you right there. Right. So whatever it is. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, if you're having a hard day, like say, mom, you know what, if you're around, you know, give me, give me a sign that you're there. Let that go. Just like placing an order and go on. Don't tell them what to do. Don't tell them to move something or flicker a light or what. Let them figure out what the sign Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just say, you know, just give me a sign that you're with me and let that go. And usually it doesn't take very long and something will happen. And I always get people to say, oh, you know, I don't know. And they'll try to talk themselves out of it. And I'm like, don't do that. Well, I was looking for it and it showed up. I'm like, yeah, that's how everything works. Whether it's, whether it's, yeah, whether it's your loved one or you're trying to manifest anything. Ask for what you want. Is there, but like I said, you're going to be you're going to be more aware of them when you're alone and quiet with yourself. Right, right. Is there a time? Yeah, is there is there a time of transition for them once they do pass on? You know, I don't. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. You know, I you mean before you can reach out to them. Yes, before you can reach out. Or, oh no! You know what? I no, actually no. I can. I've got a couple quick. I mean, I don't know what stories. Like I've I've picked up on somebody less than an hour after they passed. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you want to hear the story. Yeah, go ahead. We have time. Go ahead. Yeah, so I had a I had a good friend of mine. She was from Sweden. She was an elderly lady. Uh, she's since passed over. Her name was Birgit. And she lived here in Canada, in Calgary. And her sister lived in Sweden. And I knew her sister had been ill for quite a while with a, with a certain illness. But it had been ongoing. Anyways... I'm coming home at 9.30 at night, driving home, and I'm, geez, I'm thinking about Birgit, and I'm thinking about her sister, Ula. I'm like, gee, you know what? I, I think Ula might be getting ready to cross over. So I phone her from my car, Birgit. I said, Birgit, have you heard from Sweden? And she goes, yes. And I said, I don't get a good feeling with Ula. She said, no, Ula's, Ula's dying. Ula's passing away. And I said, okay. I said, okay. Well, I said I was getting that. And I said, look, you know, it's 9.30. I'm going home. I'll be up till about midnight if you need me before you call me so anyways blah 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 she phones me at 11 45 and she said i just heard ula passed away i said oh i'm sorry birgit i'm like i paused for a minute and i'm like she says to tell you your sister says to tell you that she's in the backyard with anna eating pears and she started crying she goes our grandmother's name was anna and she had a pear orchard in her backyard i'm like bingo wow and that was that was and it was just like that was just it she's she made it she's with loved ones and that was less than an hour after she passed that's incredible yeah yeah so it's just like it was it was it was yeah i mean i didn't i don't know what Birgit's grandma's name was or anything like that or she had a pear orchard right but you know it was just it was just sort of a reassurance so i have they're not huge but it's i have made i have made um um a connection uh with people like in a real short amount of short amount of time a friend of mine too her dad passed and later that day he just gave me a name and i said what does this mean and she knew what it was so, so I don't think once you're there, you're there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's a process, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think you go through the light. 
Mm-hmm. And one thing I think, well, I, I, I believe that happens is when I when I did visit heaven, that one of those times I saw, I kind of peeked into this room. I was like visible. I was always visiting. I uh, peeked into this room, and, and it was like it was like a classroom. Do you remember the TV trays? Back in the Absolutely, anyways, yeah. Like all these tables and all these souls, they look like people. Souls sitting in a classroom and they were watching these screens. And I was told that all this group of people, or souls, I should say, had just crossed over. And they were watching their life. It's like this is where my life flashed before my eyes comes from. Somebody's experienced this, a few people, obviously. But it was like life review, and they were watching everything they had just done here. And that's part of the experience of crossing over. Not only do you watch it, you feel everything you made other people feel, and that's part of the learning process. Mm -hmm. So that was when I was like 14 or something. Fast forward to the 90s, and when my kids were little and Oprah was beyond, she had Betty Eadie on, who wrote a book, Embraced by the Light. I don't know if you've read it. But anyway, she had a near-death experience during a surgery different than mine but she had a near death and she she says she visited heaven she saw that exact same room i remember i was like oh my gosh what did she just say i was listening to her my kids are running around and she saw that exact same room and it was like it was not that i had any doubt but it was like validation so i i believe that i don't know all of it i but i think that's part of the process they showed me that for a reason right that's part of the process of crossing over right because they always, you know, the, the, almost everybody will say that, you know, you, you have to look over your the, the life that you just led, you know, to see how your actions have affected yeah. everybody else's actions. Yeah. So it makes sense. Yeah, so that's it. Sense. And you, that's part of the learning process, right? You learned what you did. It's just like anything to do with the past, right? Even here in the living world, mm-hmm. right? You know, like everybody has all kinds of emotions, but people are depressed over a long people's, or a period of time. I feel bad, but you know what? They live in the past. People who are depressed live in the past, you know. You know. I don't think even God can change the past, you know. And and you know the only thing you're supposed to do with your past, I can't already say, is learn from it. That's it. When you know better, you do better. That's the whole point of being here. And if you're dragging that around all the time, it's really going to be hard to move forward. So if you, you mess up or something, else, okay, I learned from that. You're going to do it again. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Move on. Something else is going to come up. That's, that's how we, we're evolving creatures. We come here to learn. But that's why you review your past up there, you learn from it, and you move on. You don't hang on to it up there. And you, you, you more or less feel what you made other people feel. What you do here in the real world, that's all karma is, right? Right, right, right. Karma's just cause and effect. It's even the golden rule. If you're a Bible person, do unto others, it will be done unto you. That's right. karma. Right. Goes around, comes around. Where you reap what you sow. My grandmother's favor was God repays his debts, right? All saying the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, I know you it's... You have your soul and you have your personality. I know as a ghost hunter, these debt, you know, go, going through the deaths that I have gone through, it kind of went easier for me in a lot of ways because, you know, I work with mediums as you're, like yourself. And so I kind of knew what was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, the process and like, they're not, they're not gone. They're just somewhere else. They're not. No, they're just somewhere they're, else. They're physical body, but the real them, that person I was talking about, the person right. you have, you know, the inner dialogue with the person that is your compass, your guide, your navigator, right. the person that that's the real you. That's your soul. That never that is always you. That is eternal. It doesn't age. It is. That's the real you. And that's where all the answers about you are are inside you. They're nowhere else. Right. And if you can't if you can't feel them, hear them, it's because you're thinking too much. Mm hmm. And mm-hmm. thinking is so much louder, right? As we know, it's like all that mind chatter, the noise of the world will drown out that inner voice if you let it. 
that's why when a person is really, really upset about something, mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do. I'm like, you actually do, but you just can't hear it. I mean, you know, and you always hear this, like, calm down, settle down. Okay. Oh, and as soon as you kind of get to a place where you do or get distracted, boom, there's the answer. It was always there. Right. You just couldn't get to it. Because, like I said, thinking is so much louder than feeling. Mm-hmm. So, so I think we make so much work for ourselves. Like, our, our soul or whatever is always talking. Your life is always talking to you. And if you can't hear it or hear the, the solution or the guidance or whatever it is because you're thinking too much. Do you get clients that um, think, like you say, when we get on the subject of thinking too much, because I'll teach, sometimes I'll teach a psychic development class one where I teach meditation techniques to get them, you know, to get people to, to, to slow down their thinking, yeah. you know, to get them in that right yeah. state. Do you get clients that, that, that it, it takes them a while to get to that point, you know, to, to where they can actually open up enough to, to, uh, you know, accept what's going on? Like what I'm doing for them, or yeah, yeah, like what you're doing for them. Well, most people, most people are open, or they don't bother coming, right? Okay, yeah. So, so they're open to a certain degree, and that's all I really need. The only exception, exception sometimes is some poor guy gets dragged here by his wife, and he really doesn't <laughs> want to be here. I'm like, don't bring him. You know, I'm I'm not for everybody. I get that, right? Right. So, but for the most part, people who come are open to it, and whether it doesn't matter where they are, I just boom. The, the, it doesn't it doesn't inhibit me unless somebody is really there is a certain attitude every once in a while but most people won't you know aren't going to pay 200 bucks to come and get a reading just to be disappointed or something mm-hmm. or to yeah prove me wrong or to be rude or whatever so it, it, it kind of filters the people out that way but no and their grief for their whatever feeling that doesn't get in the way at all of my of my race i'm like hey sit down i'm gonna help you now, going along that line with the, the husband that gets, that gets drug in, that that's that's you know not into it. I mean, during the readings, obviously they're going to hear the stuff you're coming up with. So, I mean, do they tend to uh, leave believers after afterwards? Oh yeah, almost. I would. I don't know. Nothing's absolute, but uh huh, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. I mean, I have more more women, right? And women right. talk. They're always my best advertisement. You know, and they they'll always go and tell like five of their friends or something like that. But, um, but no, you know, like I said, most people, almost everybody who comes is open to it, right? Mm-hmm. They may be a little skeptical. That's fine. You know, I would be too. You do like what, whatever. But I have quite a reputation in Canada and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, you got to have a little bit of an open mind. And, and people, you know, and too, you know, there is a lot of people, and especially men, who would never, ever consider going to a medium. But they've had a loss. They've lost a child. They've lost their son. They've lost their wife or whatever so there's you know and that makes them maybe step out of their box a little bit and right. they're, they're vulnerable and they come so i do get people like that who would never maybe at something that they would ever come and see me but they've had something happen that is really life-changing and they you know they're willing to try anything to maybe reach out to their loved one or get some help with their grief absolutely and here's another question too along the lines of grief because i mean people i mean like you say that there's different there's different levels of grief with people there is, there is grief, grief just changes over time. You know, it is. And you know, one thing that I, this is just, and these are just my opinions and my, through experience, mm-hmm. grief is not a mental illness. Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't, it's, it's a crappy part of life for sure, but it's not a mental illness. And I think the worst thing you can do is repress it and not deal with it. Just like anything, like you, you got to process your grief, you know, cry it 
you get through it. You know, you don't have to go through it alone. Mm-hmm. Get help with it. That's where I try to help because that's why I think sometimes if you medicate and try to repress it, you don't get better. It doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say it's kind of I'm the same thing. It's like grief is like is being nauseated, right? It's like carrying mm-hmm. it around is just like awful. It feels yucky. And talking about it and going through it, it's like throwing up. It's really awful. But how much better do you feel afterwards, right? Right, right. And I mean, it's a process. It's different for everybody. It depends on who you lost, how you felt about them. You know, the, you know, losing somebody so incredibly close to you, the grief is going to last longer. That's, you know, because you did care about them so much. You know, so it is. And it just, you're always going to miss them. But it's okay for it to change over time. And sometimes I, I help people to have permit, give them permission to do that. They think that they're, you know, don't love their loved ones anymore. You're never going to change how you feel about them. They want you to go on with your life. Mm-hmm. They want you to work through the grief, do it, do it as best you can to heal so you can go on with your life. You know, I tell this a lot to people who have lost spouses, right? It's like they want you, you're alive, you've got to live. You don't have to rush into anything, but do it when it's right for you. And when it's right for you, it's right for them. It doesn't change how you feel about your husband or your wife, not at all. But, you know, but that's, but sometimes they feel that if they move on from the grief Mm -hmm. on some level that they're, you know, they don't love their child anymore or their spouse or their mom. Like, that's just not the case at all. So, but they do, they want us, they want us to go on with their life. It doesn't change how you feel about them. It's uh, with what I went through was that I was one of those one of these people that didn't sit down and cry right away. I um, you know, I worked my way through the grief. I kept myself occupied, and then later on, there were things like like within a year or so afterwards, there were things that triggered me because I held it That's in. It, because you 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 so you know, there's lots of ways to block it. Some people do medication. Some people work. They just don't. They just do everything so they avoid it so they don't go there. Mm-hmm. And I get it, but you know what? It's not going away. It's not going away, and that's it. So that's when things happen, and then it triggers it, and all of a sudden you're like, it's like the floodgate opens. Right. So that's why it's like people avoid it because it doesn't feel good. I get it. But you're not going to go get better, and it's not going to go away. And in fact, nothing stays the same. Nothing. It either gets better or gets worse. Mm -hmm. So the longer you, you know, don't deal with it, the worse it's going to become for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just tell people, you know, it's like, you don't have to go through stuff alone, but you've got to go through it, you know, and whether it's talking, sometimes, you know, sitting with people too, who have, I tell this a lot to women who have lost children, go sit with other women who have lost kids. You know, you you help each other through it, you validate each other's feelings, you know what each other is going through. You know, you feel, if you feel like you're helping somebody else a little bit with like sharing your story, it, it's help, it's, it's helpful to sit with other people who know exactly what you're going through because it's all about getting validation of mm-hmm. your feelings. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Well, I agree 100%. And I think that, so there's lots of things that you can do to help get through your, through your grief. You know, you don't have to go through it alone, but you gotta go through it. Yeah, You gotta absolutely. go have somebody sit with you, but you gotta go through the pain. And it does, I'm sure it does feel like you're losing your mind sometimes. You're not, and it, but it isn't a mental illness. It's just a lousy part of life. And I hate to say it, I think it helped. I think being a ghost hunter and understanding the process, like you understand the process, helped me a lot because, yeah. like I said, they're they're still here, but they're but they're but they're they're in another existence. Even the though real, the real part of who yeah. they of who they always were is is eternal. Mm-hmm. You know, they say the soul's eternal. It sure is. Right. Yeah, it is. So so, like I said, you can't bring anybody back. But but if I can make that 
them not feel so gone mm-hmm. that they feel like they still have some part of them that they can that to prove that it helps huge huge with healing huge with healing I hear that all the time I hear that all the time you know you know they still want to believe that their loved ones are still around right. and that they're not sick anymore right. you know there's no wheelchairs on the other side you mm-hmm. know most people get that but they just want to really be sure you know one of the few people uh, I've, I've channeled a handful of famous people because their their families or or friends have come to see me for a reading one was christopher reeve oh, interesting. superman because the first Superman was filmed in Calgary, actually, or the first one he did was in Calgary, and a friend of his came for a reading, and he came through. And I always say it's such—I was—it's such great because not only is he Superman, he was in a wheelchair, and boy, there was—he there, certainly wasn't in the wheelchair anymore. So, so it's nice that people just because they often worry about him. Is Dad okay? You know, is he lost? Or you know, if they lost a baby, is, it, is she without a mom? I'm like, right. she's not a baby anymore. I mean, she comes in that form, but she's a great soul. You know, mm-hmm. she is. She's. She's. Yeah. So you can stop worrying. And if you can stop worrying and are worrying about them, you can more focus on your grief mm-hmm. and working through that without adding stuff on that you don't need to. Like, are they okay? Oh my gosh! If you only knew. I've never, you know, I can only go by my own experience, of course, but I've sure. never channeled a soul, and I've been doing readings over for 20, over 20 years. Never one that was in distress or not in a good place or not at peace with where they were. It doesn't mean they want to be from their loved ones, but they're they're happy. They're happy and know that this is how it was supposed to be for them. There is the other question that, that came up, now, now that you mentioned a good place. Are there different places that people go? Pardon me? Like, like you know, the the church, you know, the religions teach you about heaven and hell and all this. Is there a hell? Yeah. Is there a place or a purgatory for people? Not that I've experienced. I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm not that I've experienced. Right. Not that. No. Okay. No, not that I've, not that I've experienced. You know, um, I'm not. You know, it's funny because uh, I've never experienced it, so I'll say no. Okay. But I do think how everything works, where there's light, there's dark, there's on, there's off, there's good, there's bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's, that's, you know, how it kind of works, but I've, I've never experienced, you know, and part of it may be if there is, it's like, I can't, because this, what I do can only add to my life. It can't take away from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't, it can't harm me in any way. It's like, I'm not interested, right? I'm just, and maybe it's just my, my intention. I'm in the business of helping people with this. Right. I'm going to do this, show me what to do and show me how it can help other people in their life. So maybe I'm just well protected, mm-hmm. but I just, I don't even entertain it. Okay. You know, I don't, I don't even, but no, I've never seen, I've never even seen an entity or uh, a soul that was in distress or anything like that. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. So. You, you, know. you must get a lot of uh, happiness from what you do. I mean, how can you not like f- feel good about what you do? Be- because like you say, you are helping people deal with that grief. No, I do. That's what I mean. You know, it's like, you know, old soul. I'm sure that I am. But, you know, I have a great life. It's not because I'm psychic. It's because I help people all day. Right. 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 That's what it is. That's what it's back to. It's like, it's because I help people all day. That's what it is. So everything that I make them feel, which I can really turn around grief, you know, not take it all away, but I can help them. And that, that I make them feel always, always, always those feelings come back. Mm-hmm. For every action, there's an equal opposite reaction. So it is. It's um, if I can take, if I can just, I can see it in their face. I can see it in their eyes. Just a little bit of relief. A knowing that their their people are okay, mm-hmm. you know, and B, you know, proof that they are that they are that they're very much that they're very much around us, you know. 
I'll talk about things that they did that day or they did that week or, you know, you know, you dropped coat hangers all over the floor today. Oh my God, I did. I'm like, you know what I mean? You know, so it's stuff like that, you know, that just, and you can just see, you can just, when, well, if they're in front of me, obviously not on the phone, but you can see that they just start to change, that they start to, that they start to change. They really are around them. Like, yeah, they are. You know, that part of you, you is eternal. It doesn't die. Could you share with us, and I know it's it hard because you've done so many of these, but one of the saddest cases that, that, came, that, 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 that you've done what is the saddest case? Yeah, yeah, or, or one of them. I mean, you've probably seen a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, probably children, you know. Because, you know, you know, with everybody, you know, none of us are getting out alive, you know, because it comes a day, it comes a time. And I know, and I know even when, when kids pass or young people or whatever, it is their time to go, but it's still, you know, you always think, you know, kids aren't supposed to go before their parents. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But it's, it's, it's how it is sometimes. So those are, I don't know about one in particular, but those are, those are sad ones, you know. Mm-hmm. I get some information. I've got some information on, like, I've done some missing children and stuff like that. I, I have some information on a few people, but uh, a few kids that are gone missing and stuff like that. So um, so I, try, I always volunteer my time with that. I never turn to that. So, yeah, but they are the saddest ones, right? Mm-hmm. You know, parents still have lost kids for obvious reasons. It's sad when you lose your mom that's in her 80s or 90s, but we all kind of know, you know, it's, we don't think that their life was cut short or they were taken before their time or anything right, like that. Right. You just kind of, right, and when somebody's young, you think, what the hell's going on? Why did this? So, it, it can be, it can be sad. And I was just sad. thinking... And those are the ones, the people that I get the most gratitude out of helping. You know, because those are the ones that are in the most pain, you know. I can understand that. Or, or yeah, that they are, or, yeah, so... But, but there's lots of, like, they're not all sad ones, you know, I've got lots of, I was getting my teeth cleaned, well, this was a number of years ago, and it was by a different different hygienist, if you have a moment, uh, it was a cute story, and um, she'd never cleaned my teeth before, I didn't know she knew who I was, but anyways, the whole time it's just her and I in the room, and the whole time I'm thinking there's three of us here, physically, not spiritually, physically, so I'm like, I know I'm not pregnant, she has to be. She has to be. So I didn't want to rattle her while she's cleaning my teeth. So we can't talk anyway. So afterwards, I said to her, I said, you know, I said, I, I don't know if you know what I do. And she goes, yeah, I do. And I said, you're pregnant. She goes, I am. And I said, you're carrying a girl. And she said, oh, well, I already have a girl. We want to have a boy. I'm like, well, I don't decide to stop. <laughs> I just tell you what's going on. And she said, I am. And she did end up having a girl. That's awesome. So it's not always about that. I yeah, and I get like I I will pick up if somebody's if somebody's going to be a mother soon or a parent. I should say if it's a parent or a grandparent soon, I can pick up on a soul that's shadowing them. Mm-hmm. And shadowing me, and it just feels like they're just fretting because as women as women we're the portal that they use to come through right to this world. Um, yeah, so I will pick up on a child that's maybe shadowing them, like you're going to be a mom. But anyways, that was kind of a cute story. Is it hard for you? I was going to ask you, with, with as talented as you are, obviously, is it hard for you to go out in public? You know, like to go to movie theaters and stuff. I'm remembering. Uh, no, I'm not picking up stuff all the time. I'm, I'm uh-huh. really not. It, that would take away from my life. Mm-hmm. I do have moments. I do have moments when I'm out. Um, last year, I think it was like the 22nd or 23rd of December, went to my local grocery store. A woman who works there, I mean, I don't know her personally, but I always I just see her often because I go to the grocery store all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I was just talking to her, and I just looked at her, and I said, this is Marilyn. 
And she said, what'd you say? I said, who's Marilyn? She goes, that's my mom. She passed away, uh, I don't know, in the summer. I'm like, she's here. I said, Merry Christmas. And she started to cry. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. And it just, it was just a moment. It was quiet in the grocery store. And I was like, hmm, it was nice. You know, I have another lady. She's funny. At other local health food store, I go in there. And every if she's there every once in a while, she'll like corner me because her brother died in a motorcycle accident. She goes, you're not leaving until you tell me something. You know, so I'm like, okay, hang on a second. And I'll accomplish something. But I mean, I'm not walking through the mall or the store and picking up stuff all the time. Not at all. Okay, yeah, I wonder about and that. I don't want to. I don't want to either. You know, it's just like, no. So it's always there, and I can go to it um, and, and sort of access it pretty much when I want. And sometimes I do get random stuff as well, too, like I did, because I wasn't looking to say anything to Kathleen. It just kind of came over me, and I just looked right. at her, and I was like, who's Marilyn? She said, my mom. I said, Merry Christmas. She said, present. I'm like, there you go. No judge. That is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm like, I just skip out the story. It's like, oh, I'm so happy. And it just makes me feel good. It makes her feel good. It makes me feel really good. Right, absolutely. You know, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, so I do get little moments. I do get little moments if I'm sitting with somebody or, or whatever, you know, something might pop into my head. But I'm not picking up stuff all the time. But I just, I, my head would explode. What about at home? Are you, are you able to uh, keep, keep it shut down when you're at home, you know, like when you're not working? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like it's I don't know, it's like it's like being I guess a singer or something. You're not singing all the time, but you right. go there. Too much use the example, being go there, but no, I mean I'm always kind of in tune with myself and and talking with myself in my head and sort of figuring stuff out and it's like you know I'm like I need this, figure this out, and it'll come. So I mean I'm really pretty keen on manifesting. Mm-hmm. You know I don't look for outside things to bring me what I want. It all comes from inside of me. You know, the key to me, you manifest whatever you want. You just got to talk to yourself like it's already yours. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. You're a magnet. Everything carries a vibe, right? You're a magnet. Right. Your wishes, their command. Literally. Just make sure you're commanding what you want. And that's why, you know, you got to watch words become things. Thoughts become things all the time. That's why you have a conscious mind, you have a subconscious mind. You want to work more on your conscious mind. And conscious mind means that you're focusing on what you want. Mm-hmm. And always talk to yourself like you already have it. I'm, you know, I have financial freedom. I'm on the beach in Maui. I have, you know, front row parking at Costco. You know, I'm in, in a great relationship with the person who's perfect for me. No, no, don't be wishy-washy. Or, you know, you know, someday I'll get to Paris. Oh, whatever, that's some other day. You know, whatever it is, talk to yourself like it's a done deal, like it's yours. It doesn't matter if it's a cup of coffee or a million bucks. It takes no more effort for the, the universe to manifest that for you. It's more what you think is possible for yourself. Absolutely. And also know when you're doing it, the universe does not understand a joke. A lot of people do this with work. Oh, you know, at this rate, I'm going to have to work till I'm 80. I'm like, you know what? The universe is always listening. Unless you really want to, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Then you're 80 and working. It's like, I knew it. Yeah, you sure did. You made the whole thing happen. Just like you can tell yourself you're retired and you have millions of dollars in the bank. You know, uh, whatever it is, whatever it is, you're, you're in control. You know, and when what when what when what we don't want, what we don't want shows up, people call it fate. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not fate. It's like you're focusing on what you don't want, and that's what that's what showed up. Mm-hmm. 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 My dad used to say so your that your life is a reflection of what you believe is possible. My dad used to say have a saying: if if you wish hard enough and and you hope hard enough, that dream will come true. You know that 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 will come yeah, to be. Yeah, kind of the thing. What you yeah. what you put your attention on grows. Right? right. Right. You know. You know how kids kids are the best manifestors they are they don't even know it you know what that's why you always hear kids always end up with the stuff they want 
They do. Because they don't let it go. They focus on it. They they always end up with the bike they want. They're on it and on it and on it and focus on it. And what they always end up with the stuff they want. And I'm talking about a group of people who have no money and jobs. Mm-hmm. Right? right? But they do. But, you know, they don't have to worry about life and everything else. They're so, and that's why they can so focus on right now. They don't care about yesterday or tomorrow. They want the bike now. Right. And even if the parent's like, fine, here you go. Well, they got it, didn't they? <laughs> that's yes. true. And I'm talking about a group of people who have no money and no jobs. So we can learn a lot about manifesting from kids. And that's why you always hear, oh, kids always know the crap they want. They sure do. They sure do. Yeah. That's the freedom of not worrying about rent and bills and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They're not thinking about tomorrow. They're like so focused on what they want. Yeah. Boy, this hour blew by. That's how you manifest. Hmm? This, This hour blew by. I did. Is it an hour already? Yeah. Charlotte? Just about three more minutes. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Wow. Well, we had a great. You. We had a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'd love to get you on again sometime in the future. I mean, that was fantastic. Yeah. Anytime you want, I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to sing in October. I'm going to um, visit some haunted places in, in Alberta. Oh, here. that would be cool. So. That would be totally cool. Yeah, and just see what I pick up for fun. Yeah. That would be totally cool. How can people find you? Yes, uh, I have a website, clairvoyantkim.com, and I'm also on Facebook, Clairvoyant Kim. So they're probably the best ways to find me. And you have a book out, right? I do have a book. Yeah, I just kind of give them away. I don't really, <laughs> they're not really for sale. I just kind of give them away. But I have, a, I have a book, What's Above, and um, it just sort of just talks about a little bit of what I, just how I got into the stuff, how it evolved for me, you know, and just some cool stories. I got a whole pile of really interesting stories if you want to do that one night. Hey, we could. All right. We'll talk about yeah, that. Maybe oh, closer to Halloween. I'll shoot you an email. That sounds great. Let's do that. Let's plan on it. Okay. Perfect. Thanks very much. Okay, Kim. Thank you so much and have okay. a good evening. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. I learned so much about this stuff. Hang on. I'm coming on. Look at this. I forgot to put the button. Me and my buttons. Um, I learned so much about this stuff. Victoria, uh, we're going to be doing readings, um, maybe not with Kim, but maybe Nancy Matt's coming up on uh, either this Friday or the following Friday. So if you want to get, get some readings done. Uh, we just didn't have time in an hour to do this with Kim. So if we get her on um, during October, maybe we'll get her on for two hours and she can do some readings for us, okay? Um, the reading she did for me was just out of the blue. <laughs> I was just a shock, you know, red-faced when that happened. But, I mean, she was correct. And there was another name that came up that she said that, I'm going to discuss with her, like I said, after the show that, that happened to come up. But anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming tonight. If you like what you heard, please be sure, you know, if you're listening on Facebook, please be sure to follow. If you're watching from YouTube, please be sure to hit that, that uh, not hit him, but click, <laughs> just hit that ghost. Hit that little ghost down. I did it again, didn't I? Hit, well, fooey. Click on that ghost that's down in the bottom right-hand corner, and um, that will subscribe you to our, our YouTube page, which in turn, we'll describe you to all of our videos and the new videos that are coming out, okay? Tomorrow night, be sure to be here because tomorrow night we're staying kind of in the same vein with readings, but we're going to have Brandon Wainwright on. And Brandon is a police officer who lost his dog. And being a police officer, he didn't believe in any of this psychic stuff or anything like that. But the dog has been, had the dog started sending him messages to show that it was still around. So he has written a book called Tyson's Gift about his experiences with, with the dog. So he's going to be with us to talk about that tomorrow. 
So anybody that has a pet that's passed away, this is for you. Okay, this is for you to hear. So that'll be tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. So um, I want to thank you all for coming tonight. I see we had a real nice full chat room tonight. And uh, I was trying to read everybody's comments, but like I said, I'm flipping back and forth for, you know, you don't want to see my face for a whole hour while someone's yakking, while someone's talking. So I'd rather put their face up for you to see who it is. Kind of like CNN, right? I'm getting professional here. Um, but uh, I want to thank you all for coming again tonight. Um, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're just trying to get the word out. And then, I mean, if, if you really hate somebody, you want to punish them, and you hated the show, send it over to them, right? We're good. We're good. Uh, check us out at CaliforniaHauntsRadio.com. Again, my paranormal website is down. We are. I'm, I'm redoing it on a different server. So it's going to take me a while to get that get, get that bad boy done. It's, it's a huge website. But uh, once it is up, you guys are going to like it. It's going to be more interactive and stuff. And we're going to have a special psychics corner where you can write in and ask, ask, ask a question. And our psychics will answer uh, two or three questions, maybe a day or a week. We'll see how, we'll see how it pans out. But uh, we're working on that right now. I'm working on that with, with uh, medium Karen Clark, which is our team. So, yeah. Anyway, um, again, subscribe to YouTube, subscribe to Facebook, and uh, we got some events coming up in October that I think you guys are going to be interested in. Uh, we're working on the plans. I have no details yet, but they should be really fun and interesting, interactive for you guys, and might even do a ghost hunt live, a ghost hunt for you guys, you know, with you guys as well. All right, uh, you see that, that nah, you see that ticker at the bottom? That's because California Haunts does not take money to do any investigations or anything like that. And I am the one that's soul supporting everything having to do with the team, which means the internet for the radio show, the computers, all the equipment I use for the radio show, all the equipment that, that the uh, paranormal team uses comes out of my pocket, gas, whatever. And we, and we could use a little help keeping things going. And if you could, if you could do that, I'd really appreciate it. PayPal.me at California Haunts. Or if you're uncomfortable with PayPal, Venmo, and then type in California Haunts. But otherwise, it's all good if you don't. I understand. It's good. You know, I just love doing the show. I love being here. All right. Anyway, I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a nice evening. Bye. Oh, yes. Here's your contact information again. I'm way ahead of myself again. Here we go. Websites, facebook.com forward slash clairvoyant Kim. And the Facebook and the C on clairvoyant is capitalized. And so is the K on Kim. Boy, that was fast. And then the book is What's Above. And she said she gives it away for free, but you can also get it at Amazon. Okay, I will see you guys tomorrow for Tyson's Gift. Have a good evening.